When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There were quite a few human beings that I interacted with. In that, person? Yeah, in person that just sucked. Ooh. They just sucked because I attracted a lot of people who sucked. What do you think happens when one of the most controversial and cynical figures on YouTube reevaluates their entire life? And why has he never talked about the things that happened in his childhood before? I'm Anthony Padilla, and I spent today with iDubs to find out. Hello, Ian. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Yeah, I didn't know that that's what you were doing. <laughs> I know, it was either that I was gonna attack you or I was gonna shake your hand. Right. I'm glad you trusted me, though. Mm -hmm. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. Can you believe that you're one of the most controversial figures I've ever had on this show? Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, you've had furries. You've I've had, had Mia Khalifa, who was kind of controversial in her own ray. Flat Earthers. I think you might be more controversial than Flat Earthers. That could be. Why are you so controversial? Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I think it's like a lot of unregulated confidence. You have unregulated confidence? Yeah, I think I have in the past. I've toned yeah. it down a bit. Is that a good thing? Oh yeah, of course. You gotta pick and choose what you're confident about, right? But you go through a filter process of this might be a dumb idea now? Yeah, that's how the human brain works, I think. Mm, not everyone. One. A healthy brain? The people commenting right now, some of them, they don't have the filter. Yeah, but they should start, <laughs> they should refine that filter. They should build upon it. So when I first asked you to be on this show like a year ago, you said that you were in a transitional point in your YouTube career. Yeah. Before, when you messaged me, yeah. I was simply a keyboard warrior. I would record videos in my room primarily about uh, other people. Yeah. I would be critical a lot of the time. That's where I, I guess, sort of got some of my notoriety from, because uh, it's very easy to do. You just sit on your computer, you fucking, you watch a ton of, am I allowed to cuss on this? Yeah, oh, cuss a fuck ton, please. Okay, cool. It's not gonna be bleeped though, is it? Uh, it's gonna be bleeped, but then there's gonna be a version for members only that it's unbleeped. Sick. Awesome, okay. I made a video about uh, Keemstar, mm -hmm. and it was very well-deserved criticism, and it was like, no one was doing that. I was like, this guy's a complete asshole. No one was criticizing Keemstar? No. I think everyone in the world has beef with him. Oh yeah, this I point. have beef with him. At this point, yeah, sure. Everyone. But at the time, no one, no one was doing it. I just got like fed up with it. And I was just like, I should make a video about this guy. And uh, a lot of people, I think, for them, it was like um, relatable and also a little bit cathartic to be like, oh, finally, someone's, you know, talking about the shit that, you know, I've been seeing him do for the longest time. like. This, you know, feels a little good. And I I, th I think it's valid. I think there's totally a place for it. I've sort of just personally, I think, outgrown it. And during that time, I was like, uh, a year ago when you asked me, I was like, well, I'm doing this boxing match, you know? Mm. I'm, I'm not gonna be chatting shit at anyone, really. I'm just gonna have to fight in the ring, right. you know, put it all out there. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. That was sort of the transitional period. I was probably like more unhappy with my um, experience at the time uh, making these types of videos because I didn't really have much like of a 
like a community or like a friend group. I did have a, a friend group in the form of uh, Max Mofo, Filthy Frank, uh, Chad, How To Basic. Those guys were all great to hang out with and make videos with. And that was probably the most like fun part of my uh, uh, experience on YouTube was hanging out with those guys. And I, I would probably keep going in that path if, if not for, you know, uh, us all living in like different continents. I think generally it was just kind of like wanting a little bit more, something was a little bit more rewarding, fulfilling. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I like started to, you know, move away from it. And you've said that anyone who focuses their entire career on making edgy content, edgy jokes, eventually finds themselves wanting to, to do something more fulfilling with their lives. Totally. What is the fulfilling thing now? I don't know, making things that are rewarding in more than one aspect. I, I really like, I've been enjoying uh, making projects. Uh, right, like, yeah. Arts be... and crafts. I made this like fidget toy. Yeah. That you the, pop zits Thanos out of. colorful zits. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was so much fun to do. <laughs> uh, I have a ton of other ideas like that, but it's not the reason people started following my channel. I think when I would make uh, like a content cop video, for example, it would be like, you know, a month of work or something like that. And I would grind on this video. I'd write, you know, interesting points or whatever, write some s s some uh, sketches. It was just like anticipation for the day that I'm gonna upload it. And I upload it and for those 24 hours, it's like, oh cool, there's a lot of comments. The video's circulating a it's lot. It's like a dopamine rush. Yeah, it's a big rush, it's a big hit. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll have other creators messaging you saying like, oh, this is so awesome, I, you know, I've been wanting to have someone make a video about Keemstar for ages. That guy's such an asshole. And it feels good and rewarding for like 24, 48 hours. And then it's kind of like, all right, like that wasn't, it really didn't do much of anything. It's not like you impacted the world in any mm -hmm. sort of way, you know, Keemstar's still way. doing, yeah, what he's doing. It's just like entertainment. It's kind of like a, a similar impact to like bad reality TV where it's like, that was entertaining. But it's disposable. Yeah. In your Joke Police video, you said, hey, dumbass, you did something stupid in the past. You could be criticized for it. Mm -hmm. So do you welcome that same kind of criticism back at uh, you? Totally, yeah. I, I think it's valid. Just like, uh, I guess, like Keemstar, Jinx, or whoever I made videos about, you know, they're completely valid in saying, you know, like, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. <laughs> Not that Keemstar's ever said that. <laughs> that would be very vulnerable. Yeah, but yeah, it would, I, it would, be, it would be nice if he, if he did, for sure. Have you felt the need to apologize to anyone that you talk shit to in, in your videos? Um, there have been some moments where it, it was made very real to me that I, I am making a an impact in the world and it's not always positive. Mm -hmm. uh, after the Fine Brothers situation with the, you know them making React something, I sort of jumped on the bandwagon and I, I regret doing it because I didn't really have much to contribute to the conversation. I don't know, I was in pretty bad taste. It was just like, you know, I was saying either the same shit that anyone else was saying or just generally making fun of them. I'm sure it was entertaining for, you know, some people. So mm -hmm. mission accomplished on that front. But when I go to VidCon and the fine bros are there, it's kind of like, yeah, hey man, no hard feelings, right? It's shitty. I actually felt the need to apologize to uh, a very popular creator that I talk shit to online publicly in a video oh. recently. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you mind sharing? <laughs> yeah, sure. There was, you know, the time period of 2017, 2018, where it was so, 
popular to make videos criticizing people. So I, I did, I spent a day with Jake Paulers and I was like, I'm gonna bring in his fans and kind of ask them questions about why they like him. And you know, I kind of got the point across where it was like, they liked him because he was obnoxious, I guess. And they didn't really know why otherwise. And that was kind of the point of it. And I remember, you know, I, I released it and I was kind of trying to prod a little bit. So I, I put this little clip on Twitter and tagged him in it. And my girlfriend at the time was like, yeah, but what was the, what was the point of, what was the point of it? And I was like, to, um, to show that, uh, I couldn't think of anything because it was like, people already talk shit. Yeah. What am I contributing to this? He got super pissed about it and he DM'd me and called me an imbecile. And he went on <laughs> uh, his brother's podcast, Logan's podcast and pulled up the clip and he he talked shit about me back. Cause I don't want to just like be another fucking like Anthony Padilla that was like on Smosh. <laughs> it's an angst of um, someone who once was becoming irrelevant and being angry that the new generation is is being received more than themselves. That was kind of a rush too. It was like, ooh, we're both talking shit about each other. And that kind of just sat with me for a while where I was like, that actually didn't feel that good. So I reached out to him recently and, and I finally responded to him and it's like five years later. And I was like, hey, sorry. You know, I was coming from a point where I was really lost. I had left Smosh. I, I didn't know what to do with myself and my career. And it was really popular to uh, commentate and talk shit about people. You were just right there front and center of everyone talking shit about you. And I felt like, you know, that was my thing was to contribute in that way. And he actually responded and he was like, hey man, no hard feelings, I get it. You know, we, we can all grow from, from things that we uh, did and said in our past. It was so amicable in a way. I felt like this, I felt this, this release of tension that I didn't know I was holding in the back of my head of this kind of guilt of just randomly punching down. Yeah. And uh, overall, would highly recommend 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes a difference to be very uh, vulnerable with people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of like what maybe a lot of like commentary channels, that's certainly something that I was like, you know, having a hard time with, like being vulnerable. Even this like interview is like very... It's, it's still difficult for me to do because I'm like, I don't want to talk about my life, my personal life. Uh, that's less to do with, uh, it, I would say it's just more of like a content strategy or like being online strategy. Do you think that came from talking shit about others? You didn't want to be a target yourself and you didn't give them any, any ammunition? Of course. And that made a, a huge difference. I would say that, you know, a lot of the people who wanted to chat shit back, it's like, yeah, you can't really say too much you know this interview is an example of that it's like plenty of people can reference it and be like oh see you said this here mm -hmm. what about that mm -hmm. and uh you know i'm at the point in my life where i'm fine with it plenty of it is like you know uh well deserved like you know if i'm gonna put some negativity out in the world like it's very understandable that i would have have it come back another thing that ended up um kind of guiding the path a little bit. I did not like the interactions that I had with fans. There were quite a few human beings that I interacted with. In person? That, yeah, in person, that just sucked. Well, they just sucked because I attracted a lot of people who sucked. Some people were, as I described earlier, were very much like antisocial, weird basement dwellers. And you know, the one time a month that they come out of their cave 
is going to restock on supplies at Walmart and they run into me, their favorite YouTuber. Which is kind of the lifestyle you were living at the yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't blame them. <laughs> and what would they say? What would they do? Things that I am certainly not going to repeat. <laughs> so I'm talking bad words fringy behavior that like maybe I do in a video because I, I got a camera pointed at me. There'd be some of that energy matched in person. And I was like, oh, maybe not. So when you were on camera doing it, you felt like it was just for comedy, for entertainment. Yeah, I mean, generally, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's just like, it's just antisocial weird behavior. Surely you've had some fans like quoting smosh shit. Yeah, when they're like, shut up. And I'm like, bro, yeah. bro. That was a yeah. lot. I mean, that's pretty much all I'm talking about, but maybe <laughs> change, change the word shut up to something worse. And then. So, words that we only say by describing the first letter? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. that's, boy, man, what a powerful way of putting it. <laughs> but, but they would hear you uh, ironically using language like that, uh -huh. and then they would throw it back at you unironically. Yeah. After having enough of those experiences and being like, these are the people that I'm attracting, these are the people that I'm entertaining, like, mm. I need to reevaluate things. They're relating and enjoying this content for a reason. And that's not maybe the same reason that I'm trying to make. I had a very wild west mentality when it came to online uh, mm -hmm. behavior. Like people are gonna do what they wanna do. People are gonna say what they wanna say. Um, and I can pretty much do the same uh, cause it's the internet. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you have to be a lot more responsible. I mean, I feel like sitting here with you now and seeing who you've become. I mean, you feel like a different person. You feel like a different energy, for lack of a better term. Oh, I'm I'm a totally different person. <laughs> all, all of the cells in my body have, have changed. Don't they change every, like, seven years? Yeah. And we're coming up on it. Yo, we're coming up you're on a different it. person entirely. Yeah. Yes, and my physique's different. Oh, yeah? You yeah. care to show off those guns? Uh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Oh, they're going to have to see the exclusive yeah, pay-per-view content right. of you boxing to know what the physique actually looks like under this very well-dressed man. Oh, thank you. Some people think that you getting married is what actually entirely changed you. No, I mean, I got married to Anissa, I want to say, what is that, five years into our relationship. Anissa helped me with, like, a lot of the videos that I think the fans have appreciated the most. Content cop? Uh, yeah, a lot of content cops, a lot of other random videos that I am still very proud of. Because I don't often talk about my personal life, I've sort of like disincluded uh, Anissa um, in, I guess, a lot of the uh, interviews and content that I've talked about over the years. And to be honest, that's something that I, I definitely regret because she's the complete opposite. She's like open book, she'll stream and she'll talk about her entire day. I think a lot of people get angry or frustrated or they doubt her because they haven't heard it from me. But, you know, everything, like she's my partner. You know, everything that she says, like, you know, for the most part, I'm down with. I'm getting to the point where I'm like a lot more comfortable about it. And I think it, it does more good than harm to mm. uh, just be more of an open book. You've been very private with the details that you have talked about publicly. Have you ever talked about your childhood? I feel like I haven't really seen much about, you know, how you became iDubs. Now I think is the perfect time to talk to you about today's sponsor, Honey, which is the easy way to save when you're shopping on your iPhone or your computer. It's a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes, and it applies the best one that it finds to your cart automatically so you no longer have to stare at that empty discount code box when you're at checkout, because if Honey finds a working coupon, a little Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click apply coupon. And Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from tech to popular fashion brands and food delivery, so no matter what, 
you're set. For me personally, I know I'm gonna go order a shit ton of protein because I'm trying to get super buff and muscular and huge and ripped and buff. And Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari, on your phone, and save on the go. And it's literally free and installs in just a few seconds, so it's kind of ridiculous that you don't already have it, but if you want to do yourself a solid and also support this series, get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Padilla. That's joinhoney.com slash Padilla. And you know, I kind of think we should also spend the time right now to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Therapy has helped reframe my view of the world by allowing me to have empathy for my younger self. But therapy can be customized to whatever is right for you and it can be useful in helping with motivation or feelings of depression, anxiety, stress, insecurity, or whatever else you might personally need. BetterHelp screens all their therapists to ensure that they have experience and that they're certified and licensed. And they provide customized therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone or even speak over the phone if that's not something that you're comfortable with. One of the most difficult parts of getting into therapy for me was finding a therapist that I actually connected with. And the price of finding a therapist that I did connect with was overwhelming, which is why BetterHelp offers a more affordable alternative to in-person therapy, where you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. So with all that said, I would love to thank BetterHelp who are giving I spent today with viewers and listeners 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash That's betterhelp.com slash Now. Back to the world of iDubs. Have you ever talked about your childhood? I feel like I haven't really seen much about, you know, how you became iDubs. I grew up uh, in Southern California. Uh, I have an older sister. Mm -hmm. um, I was raised by a single mother till I was 10-ish. I made a lot of friends with like uh, the weird kids. Um, they were actually not weird. They were guys who were also raised by single mothers. Mm. Uh, they were a little bit more, I would say, that they just weren't assholes. Oh, um, they had some sense of empathy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we related in a lot of ways, but I don't think we realized that it was most likely because we were raised in a, a single uh, parent household. My dad uh, was in prison, so he came back when I was around nine or 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, like, he wasn't in my life for a period. What was it like reconnecting with a parent, you know, bringing them back into your life when they technically were a stranger? I, th I think the biggest thing is just, like, how different fathers want to raise their sons. Well, like, it was like, come on, we're going to go throw the pigskin, son. That kind of shit. Was uh, it a lot of, like... Amplify that maybe a little bit. How, like, how amplified did it get? Gender role type shit and, uh. like, what... Ha an idea of how men need to be. And, you know, being raised by a single mother, like I didn't really fit a lot of those uh, those norms or those ideas. Chores is a good example. Like what does a guy do for chores versus a woman? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, take out the trash. Oh, because uh, men are gross. Because they're they gross. Love, they, they love rolling around in they shit. They stink. Facts. What else? Uh, the yard work, because they get in the dirt. It's also dangerous. Oh, in it's the dangerous. yard. Yeah. You know, Pete, you can get stolen, kidnapped. Oh, yeah. Who True. knows? But if you're a man, you're not going to get kidnapped. Mm -mm. Impossible. No one wants to human traffic you. Yeah, because you got a dick. That's right. And balls. One memory that I had I liked reptiles, I liked animals growing yeah, up. Yeah, you're into amphibians and shit. Yeah, yeah, amphibians. Yeah. <laughs> My dad and I went to a reptile store, but like I was kind of thinking maybe I wanted a snake. But it had like a little cute nose, it was all, you know, it, you know, it wasn't one of those like evil fucking diamond shaped heads right. that look like they're gonna fucking 
snap you. And uh, <laughs> I was like, that one's pretty cool. But yeah. my dad was there. There was a little pressure there to get the one, to get the snake that my dad was a little vibing with a little bit Oh, the bit scarier more. one. The one that was like, you know, maybe a few feet longer. <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit bigger around. So we, of course we got that one. Yeah. And we had that snake in my room. <laughs> you were just like scared of it in the corner? <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> the, the top of the enclosure was just like essentially a screen door. Yeah. That just like kind of pressed in. And this snake was big. Uh-huh. So that sucker would just push that screen door open and just leave at will. And one time it, it, it was out of the cage and it fucking wrapped itself around the bottom like leg of the dresser that was on. So there was like a situation where it was like, okay, I'm lifting up the dresser so my dad can go in there and get the snake. My dad gets bitten while he's under there. I'm shocked. So I fucking like dropped the dresser. Yeah. Which wasn't a great reaction. But yeah, he he exploded on me and like didn't really, uh, you know, de definitely made me feel bad for uh, reacting the way that I did. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that, that was a memory that I had because it was just very, uh, it was a lot. And it was like with a thing that I didn't even want to be uh, friends with the snake. <laughs> yeah. There was a disconnect there. What about your, your your living situation growing up? We lived in a trailer park for the first, like, I don't know, I guess um, seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. uh, when my dad got out of prison, that's when we were able to like move into a, like a proper house. My mom had a lot to deal with, but it amazes me that like she was able to be a single mom with a husband that she's still like, you know, in contact with and like, you know, occasionally visiting in prison mm. and raising two kids. It's like, I like, I get f fucking worried about getting like a second dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so stupid. You mentioned to me that some people talk shit about you and they're like, trailer park, this and that. You're like, mm -hmm. literally. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I don't like, uh, I guess, necessarily identify it uh, with it too much because it's like, I don't know. It's, I blot a lot of that out in my memory. And I also don't interpret it as bad as it maybe was. Uh, that's yeah. something that Anise has gone to like therapy a number of times and she says to me like, it could be like a lot worse than you know because when people have trauma and people have like bad experiences, like especially in childhood, you just don't remember it. And a lot of times you need to, your brain needs to do that to survive, so. Yeah. Literally, that's, yeah. that's all the coping mechanisms that we develop as children are to make those experiences not feel traumatic, mm. even though they, they, they might sit with us for the rest of our lives. Totally. Unless we process it. Yeah. But that's hard. I don't want to process. And then you have to cry and shit. Yeah. No, thanks. No. Men man. don't cry. Men don't cry. I've hit a point recently where I cry a lot more often from really weird shit, too. We watched yeah. the... Puss in Bo Boots movie. <laughs> and that hits you? I cried like probably three different times in it. Why are you more open to crying now? Gaining empathy. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you always had it. You just shut it off. I mean, that that, that might be a good way of putting it. It's hard to tell because I haven't, um, you know, I haven't self-reflected too much on it. Being that way, being avoidant and not, you know, sharing feelings or thoughts uh, and hoarding them uh, has led to like, a lot of missed business opportunities, a lot of uh, missed uh, personal connections. I'm trying to get better at it. Maybe you can relate to this, but my mother being a single mother and seeing her uh, feel 
so overwhelmed all the time, I didn't want to add to that. And what does that mean? That means not expressing your emotions and convincing yourself that you don't feel any emotions. But now that I've gotten better, you know, through years of therapy and changing my perspective about where emotions actually go, it's allowed me to see things a lot more clearly. These are emotions that I was hiding away. They're all tucked away neatly behind walls. And once I started dismantling these walls, I'm able to get a much better perception of the things in front of me. Yeah, I, 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 that's a great way of putting it. Like having a much clearer view and mm -hmm. you know, not having those thoughts influence kind of everything mm -hmm. that you do and everything you interact with. And it seems like th those are some of the feelings that you were feeling while creating the content that was a little bit more yeah. aggressive. You were, it was almost a way for you to express some of those emotions that you had blocked away that you didn't know that you felt about your life at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, in a big way why I wanted to move away from it. It's like, oh, some of these things have been a little bit more addressed or I can, you know, my view is a little bit wider now and the world is a little bit more complicated. Maybe going back to that comment I said uh, earlier, just being a little bit more confident or being less confident in sort of the, the bad habits or things that I've developed over the years, whether mm. it be through trauma or anything else. Why did you get into YouTube when you first started getting into YouTube? My whole goal, to be honest, was just make it to enough to live on. I just like did not want a normal job. Yeah. That was like, I think that's a lot of people's incentive. It's like, mm -hmm. God, do I not want to... You know, I worked at uh, the Gap. Yeah, so you know how to you know how to fold a good shirt. No, no, no. They let me go. It was seasonal work. <laughs> you got fired from the Gap. I wouldn't say it's fired. <laughs> they said, "Oh, let go, let go," because we're done with the holiday season. We don't mm. need you anymore. Mm. But if I was a good employee, they would have kept me. The second mm. job was Legoland, and while I was working at Legoland, like I had that job on lock. It was cool. It was just like a standard job. I wanted a, just like a basic job. I didn't want to be like let go because it was the end of the season or whatever. <laughs> so um, you found a really secure job. Yeah, super secure. <laughs> um, <laughs> they loved hiring like uh, newly, like either high schoolers or like newly graduated. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was perfect for the role. I worked really hard uh, doing videos while doing that mm. and to the point where I could quit. And it happened pretty quickly because you don't need to, you don't need to do too much on YouTube to beat a job that's paying you like eight dollars an hour. I was going to school as well, uh, college. Um, <laughs> I had like a finance professor. I was like failing this finance class. Yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. So I know my grades low, um, but uh, I'm going to Australia to make some videos with my friends. <laughs> so I'm gonna miss a couple of these classes. It was my second time taking the class. Yeah. It was really bad. Because you already failed the first time. Yeah, 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 it was so bad. And the second time around wasn't much better at all. Uh, but then he was like inquiring about like what I was doing in Australia, like why this was a big deal. Like he wanted to see. <laughs> he wanted to know was. why, he's like, this better be good. Yeah, I showed him this fucking video of us <laughs> doing uh, is a video called Deadly Twister. We are all in like Where's Waldo costumes. Yeah. And we're like stepping in spaghetti and putting our fingers in mouse traps and shit. Um, it was super bizarre. You're like, this is a, my professor's gonna I, I, love it. I needed to show him something <laughs> that had like good views on it or something. Oh, yeah, you're like, that justifies Yeah, I, I just like, I need to show him the legitimacy of it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I kept scrolling and was like, you know, like, hey, like, look at this, or like views, like this yeah. is important, yeah. right? Like this is my job. Uh -huh. You'd give other people a time off if it was their job. 
he didn't really get it, but he he had like a curiosity about like I wonder what like the young kids are doing these days. Yeah. And you know, I was one of the young kids these days. Yeah. And he was like, oh neat. Like it kind of felt like he was just he was happy that I was willing to share something with him. Because oh. he was very fuddy-duddy oh. finance professor. Okay. And no one considered him like, you know, like a professor they could chill and hang out no with. No one tried to connect. Yeah. So I was like kind of fortunate. Like I think that's why I ended up getting a, getting a passing grade because oh. I was at least giving him a window into my life. And then I think when I came back, I had shaved eyebrows, a shaved <laughs> head. Right. You put it all in line. You sacrificed... Yeah. Your entire physical appearance for that video. Yeah, that's easy, though. <laughs> it's hard for you. You're a pretty boy. Yeah, no, I can't get away with that. That's literally, you invited me to be part of Creator Clash. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not interested in boxing. Real reason, I got to protect the goods. Yeah. I'm not about to get my face decimated. Oh, dude, it kind of looks hot, though. Is when, it hot? When you have, like, you have to have the appropriate amount of damage. Like, if you've got a black guy, yeah. you look so hot. Kind of sexy. It's like, he's yeah. seen some You don't want to get swollen, though. No, no, no. That's you, like, you don't want to change the shape of the face. You just want some, you know, accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some I, cuts. Yeah, that video that you made right afterwards where you had two black guys. I was like, you know, this iDubs guy. Kind of looking a little uh, sexy, if I do say so. That I did not look good in that video. But you had some battle wings, bro. I look like a fucking, uh, like a Navi, like an Avatar creature. I think, I honestly think if you got into boxing, you'd love it. I mean, I've done some boxing classes and really enjoyed it. I And I could definitely see the allure. Wait, I have a question. Who would you have put me up against if I had said, yes, that sounds great. I'd love to get hit in the face. Um, so what we usually do is we would get your height and your weight, uh -huh. and then we would find someone near your height and your weight. 5'11", 175. Yeah. And then we would pitch opponents to you. Odd one's out. I could take him. James definitely wants to fight. So like, <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, that could, if you wanted it, we could definitely make that happen for uh, next year, hands down. I'm not committing right now. That's fine. But... You have to be confident about who you're fighting. I feel I feel pretty confident yeah. about taking James out. That's <laughs> I, li I like that. Yeah, I'm not I like I'm not that. saying anything. I'm just putting a little uh, seed out there. We'll see what happens oh, with it. Oh, that's good. We'll see what happens. Wow. I'm not Anthony, getting into mindset. Respect. I'm just respect, putting a seed. I'm, hey, hey, hey! That makes it look official. <laughs> it was just a seed. Uh, all right. We'll see what happens. I like a seed because that's that's it, right? Like, yeah. I never wanted to do this shit. Ricegum called me out to box in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I said no. Or I, I didn't say anything. Because yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to look like a pussy. <laughs> You're not going to say no. <laughs> yeah. Not publicly. Right. Enough time had passed and I had gained enough confidence myself and became comfortable with the idea that I was like, oh yeah, of course. I will destroy him. Unfortunately, it didn't go that way. I was paired up with Dr. Mike. When you went out there to fight Dr. Mike, you were the headliner. Yeah. You know, you, you didn't just put together a boxing match with creators and, you know, watch from the sidelines and, and reap the benefit. I mean, there's two things there. It was for charity, which was amazing. You raised over a well, million dollars. And I have to say that a lot of people uh, give me a lot of credit for putting this event together. Mm -hmm. um, Anissa is like the big brain behind it all. Mm -hmm. And uh, she does a lot. Uh, right. She does, you know, most of the work with the other fighters. Uh, she finds mm -hmm. coaches for people. Boxing coaches are like, notoriously hard to work with because they're tough they you know 
you know, you ask any, you know, boxing coach, hey, we plan on doing this creator boxing event, and they're going to fucking, they're going to think you're a total joke. Like, mm. no, like, boxing isn't a game. You can't just take it up casually. Honestly, like, Anissa doesn't get, a, get enough credit for how much she she does for the the whole show. She, Were you expecting people to want to come back the next year after this? Not at all. I, I thought everyone who lost would definitely not want to come back. Mm. Uh, people who won might want to do it. But what ended up happening was pretty much everyone except Michael Reeves and Graham Stephan wanted to come mm -hmm. back. How is this year's Creator Clash going to be different than last year's? All of the fighters are have had uh, much more time to prepare. We've made sure that every fighter has a legit coach. We have uh, more female fights. We have three female fights and they're in three different weight classes. Mm. How do you think the the training, the physical training has translated to, you know, mental, emotional, internal states? I have like so many cool boxing content ideas. Mm -hmm. um, and now that I've done it, I'm like, oh, you don't have time or energy to make, to do anything other than boxing. There's just like a lot of things that I've had to learn along the way. Like uh, my coach is a tough ass guy. You know, he's got a little of the toxic male qualities mm. and uh, it's made it hard sometimes because, you know, the way he talks to me sometimes, I'm a little, I'm a, I could be a little bit sensitive to mm. it. So that's like led to um, a couple times where I've just fucking like kind of broke down. If you have like a bad sparring session, it's like that alone feels bad. But if you're getting your shit kicked in and your coach is like, exuding their disappointment to you the whole time while it's happening. It's mm. like, I just kind of suck. He's gotten a lot better at it and it's really not his fault. Like that's, that's literal. And Anissa's told me that she's like, that is the most normal thing. You're not going to find a coach that's going to fucking take care of your feelings, bitch. Like, and <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, I, I understand. Well, in a sense, they're, they're almost preparing you for yes. those feelings, right? Exactly. But they're going to come up, especially if you are losing in a fight. Uh -huh. I would just say that maybe it's given me uh, more confidence just in life. Um, that obviously comes from, you know, being able to defend myself. And also just knowing that it's like a sport, because sometimes I'll get really... Uh, down on myself it just feels weird right because you're like your sparring partners in boxing like they're your friends but you also have to you have to do well against them and you have to hurt them sometimes i'll grapple with that a little bit where it's like oh i don't like can we can we play more do we have to box or can mm -hmm. we just like tap each other and it's mm -hmm. like no we have to box we have to hurt each other you have to treat it like it's the actual scenario yeah absolutely do you feel like this conversation today this interview would would be different if you had never gotten into the boxing stuff yeah it would be i, I think i'd be less vulnerable in general and i'd say anisa has been very like instrumental i think most guys can say that about their partners is like they're going to have insight that you cannot have about yourself. You have to like be able to uh, stand them and not like leave the situation. Right. I'm avoiding. I'll just fucking leave. Mm. I don't have to face it. But with my partner that I want to like continue this relationship with, they you know they hold the mirror up and they say this is like this thing that you're doing or whatever. It's very ugly you might want to think about that. Do you want to get into what's next? What other plans you have outside of Creator Clash? Do you want to tease anything? I love making videos and I don't want to like stop making videos, but continuing to box and make videos is so hard. So yeah. I definitely need to like choose one or the other. Maybe I could, you know, do videos for a year, take a break and do 
some boxing. My general focus is making videos and just kind of uh, a re return to form a little bit. Um, obviously, like leaving all the things that I uh, wasn't a fan of or have grown to like really not like over over time, uh, leaving that behind and you know at least keeping some of you know what makes the iDubs channel the iDubs channel. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what that is. I'll have to figure that out. Hopefully with time, like people will be like, oh yeah, he does that sort of thing now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that interests me. If it doesn't interest some people, then, you know, RIP. What brings you the most joy? I think making content with people who I enjoy being around, like my wife. Anissa. It checks a lot of boxes. Uh, I think working with other people is amazing. I think it's really undervalued. I think everyone wants to, you know, work at home alone because they're just so used to like kind of being forced to have these interactions. But when you love the people that you're around, it's it's so awesome to do more things with them. Creator clashes like I never would have fucking dreamed that we'd do something like this. Yeah. Boxing, it's strange. I at least thought that we would have done it for money. It fucks with me every time I think about it. I'm like, I don't I don't box. What the hell is this? You get to create content which you love doing. You get to bring people together and you get to to do something fulfilling in the sense that you're you're raising money for for charity. Yeah. And I I I think old me I don't think realized that that reality was possible. I wouldn't have thought that like you can <laughs> do like have that much good in like entertainment. <laughs> it's cool. I don't know. I, I like it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what some people would call meditation. Yeah. When you're in that kind of state of overexertion while clearing your mind. Oh, no, no, not overexertion. Oh. I love to just check out. Oh, just randomly oh. maybe like when i'm driving oh maybe. that's called association that's a different thing yeah that's not <laughs> <Okay>. meditation <laughs> yeah, yeah i love doing that <laughs>